0: No coronavirus could keep me and Brenda from risking life and limb to go to Jack Bar this morning to play Rick and Morty pinball for almost two hours straight. And we're going, by were I mean me, I'm going to give you my review of Rick and Morty pinball after all this time. All the hype of this game sold out in four hours. Scott Denisi, people's favorite pinball designer, Rick and Morty, a show that most of you have never seen before until this game was revealed that you're now enjoying. Does this game, does this game live up to the hype? Now, it doesn't matter, right? They sold out all 750 in four hours, but that's not what you care about. What you care about is... Is this game as great as the hype and the expectations surrounding it? We're going to talk about it right now. Now, it's hard for me to do reviews on Canada's Pinball Podcast. I want to set the stage for this review because I know, and it's hard for me to escape this fact, I know that when I give you my feelings on a game, it sometimes sets the tone of a game for many, many months to come. And I know some people are out there like who cares what Canada says? It's just one man's opinion. But it just so happens that this one man has 2 to 3,000 people that listen to every single podcast we put up. So I think my my reviews carry some weight because I think I am a lot like you. And I think most of you out there who play pinball are probably in a similar skill set as myself. I'm not the best pinball player, but I'm not the worst. But I I do represent probably the majority of people who walk up to a game have a skill set like mine. So there's that. There's also just, I think a lot of us look for the same thing in a pinball machine. We want a machine with a great theme, We want a world under glass, we want rewarding shots, we want the whole package, right? We all spend a lot of money on these machines, and so there's just certain boxes that a lot of us want to check. And I'm going to go through what I think this game does so very amazingly well, I'm going to go through what I think this game does okay at, and I'm going to go through what I think this game is really bad at, okay? Does that that sound fair? Let's do it. All right, so I just got back into the apartment and I was running back into the bedroom and I put the mic on and here is my overall, I wanna start with just my overall feelings on Rick and Morty Pinball having just played it for two hours. I think this game is so much fun and so incredibly frustrating at the same time. I don't think I've ever played a game where every time I walked away from it, I, I kept saying to Brenda and John at Jack Bar, I'm I'm really enjoying it, but I'm also like extremely frustrated with what is happening during the gameplay experience of the game itself. And and, and that's sort of like my overall summary as I sit here right now thinking about this game. There's just, there's things I absolutely love. I, I, I love so many things about this game beyond belief, and then there's just some things that are such big head scratchers that I can't, for the life of me... Figure out why some of the stuff that just makes me want to pull my hair out Wasn't caught earlier on in the development of this game So let's start with the good all right the good stuff in this game the theme integration in this game is where this game Just shines beyond belief it, you feel like you are jumping right into the Rick and Morty universe the call-outs the clips from the show, the modes, I, I, it pulls you in. It pulls you in like no other theme currently in pinball. There, there, there hasn't been a recent pinball launch that gave you every single thing you want from a theme integration. It reminds me a lot of Batman in which so much of what you love about the property is coming at you. It's coming at you with the music, it's coming at you with the modes, it's coming at you with the speech, the custom callouts. There are not many games, it's crazy when you think about it, that really have this level of theme integration. So if you are a fan of Rick and Morty Pinball, you are absolutely going to love, 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 love how they integrated the theme in this game. It's pretty much perfect theme integration in terms of the cartoon coming to life in the pinball machine. Alright, so theme integration, A+. The music in this game is incredible, Uh, Scott DeNisi knows how to make a game an audible, amazing adventure. Like, the audio in this game is so good. The speaker system in this spooky game is so good. This speaker system coming from Spooky Pinball combined with Scott DeNisi blows any sound system I've heard away from, from Jersey Jack, blows any sound system I've heard from Stern Pinball. It just Rocks. Like it sounds so good. Every other pinball manufacturer should open up a spooky pinball machine like this, see what speakers they're using, what amps they're using, what bass they're using, because this game just sounds awesome. Like there's no crackling. I think John had it at volume 20 and it just, at full volume, just sounds so good. I love the way this game sounds. The light show in this game. And I, and I know a lot of you are you know, super fans of TNA, the light show in this game is so awesome as well. I, it was next to a Stranger Things. It was next to other games. It lights up perfectly well, and Jack Bar didn't really have a lot of lighting on. I, I happily am here to report that you will not need any pin Stadium lights. You will not need any other additional lighting. You might, you might. if there's any area that could use maybe a little bit more lighting, it's the back area where the house is. A, a strip of LED lights over the house to, to brighten up that area is the only area I think you, you would need additional lighting. And you don't wanna add pin stadium and just brighten up the whole game because you really do wanna get the effects of the full RGB LED and that would not happen if you ran huge LED strips along the side of the game okay i love the modes in this game it's very simple to understand how to play this game it's very approachable i mean brenda hadn't played it before i had not played it before you walk up to the game and it's very easy to understand what to do you hit the ramps you hit the ramps to light mode start and then you shoot the center scoop super simple to understand it's not like everything's lighting up at once it's easy to really figure out what to do in this game So I do love that about the approachability of this game and the modes themselves are awesome. What I love about it, I love the way the music switches with each mode. I love the fact that there's such different personality in each mode in this game and it's so much fun to go from whirly-durly to the Roy mode. The Roy mode to me is my favorite mode. I love it when the music gets weird and wacky And it's like this soothing mode. In a game that's fast-paced, in a game that's frenetic, it is so much fun to slow it down. And I think this is a good lesson to learn for all pinball designers out there. And I think this is why Scott Denisi has such a following and a fan base, a pinball machine's personality—it really, really comes to life when you, when you code it like this. When you go from the music being this way, and all of a sudden, it takes you in an unexpected direction. Like you can't you can't really ex- anticipate that the music is going to shift so dramatically. And that's why I love I love it when modes take us into a completely different feeling. Right, it's like when the music slows down, you also begin to slow down the way you play. You're not you're not flipping like crazy. You're sort of you sort of appreciate the slow motion nature of, of the Roy mode in comparison to like the fast pace, like high energy whirly durly mode. And I love I love it when you've got such a mixture of music and a mixture of energy levels in the game. So th- that's that's another reason why I, I really love the way they thought about. The creating the atmosphere and the environment of this game. The artwork is really good. It's there's nothing I found wrong with the artwork in the game. I will say the cabinet artwork was great. The back box to me, it just doesn't feel as detailed. The back box art package. I'm I'm a little. I wish they would have had a little bit more color and a little bit more detail on the back box. It it, it does feel like the weakest part. Of the art package in the game, which is a little unfortunate because you're staring at that uh, the most when you walk up to the machine for the first time. The inner art blades on this game, I think, are a huge miss. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, have to talk about the good and the bad as I talk about artwork. They're just kind of like black with planets on it, and you almost don't even look at them. And and I think someone needs to make a more colorful inner art blade package I really wish they would have carried a lot of those bright yellows and purples and pinks and you know the colors of Rick and Morty I wish those would have carried over the blues of the Mr. Meeseeks all of that colorful world it just sort of crashes into the side art blades and goes nowhere and I know what they were going for that sort of outer space uh, night sky theme but it just it it's just not memorable in an otherwise much more colorful and bright art package. So if you see my photos of the Jack Bar game that we were playing, there are black legs on the game. No, the game does not come with black legs. John at Jack Bar puts them on to protect the the factory powder coated legs because it's a smart move because people at the bar probably brush up against it and, and mess up his games and he he takes great care of his games. And that's why I think he puts the black legs on it. Now, that does not change the gameplay at all. And John sets his games up perfectly, and he tinkers with his game. So this game was set up by an operator who knows what he's doing, okay? Now, two hours of playing Rick and Morty, enjoying the modes, enjoying the lights, enjoying the music. It's a fun game to flip. It's a fun game to flip. But there is a but there is a I need to talk about the other side of my experience with Rick and Morty pinball and this is a big but and I think for those of you out there who bought this game already 750 sold in four hours before anyone played the game I do think this game has a dark cloud hanging over it and you're going to experience it just like I did and for me The one part of this game that really continues to just baffle me, even as I think about it now, it's the shots that are coming from that upper right flipper are just poorly designed. There's no way around it. I I was going to sugarcoat it. I was going to try and say it nicer. There is no way that those shots ever should have made it past the white wood design of the game. And I know Scott says he purposely designed it to be difficult. He purposely designed it to be hard. There are hard shots to make, and then there are just terribly clunky designed shots where when you finally do hit it, it doesn't feel satisfying. It just feels like pure luck that you hit the shot. And if you look at the right flipper, the upper right flipper, it's really trying to do two shots that are extremely difficult. One needs to be made at the very beginning of the ball touching the flipper and then one needs to be made at the very tip. And if you think about a pinball machine, I always feel like when a good designer, a good designer anticipates and knows sort of how the ball wants to travel through the game. And when I play this game and I think about those shots off that upper right flipper, it's almost as if it was designed against the natural order of pinball. Like it was designed to be in conflict to where the ball wants to go. And you, and you look at it, and it's so it's so strange to me that that Scott designed it this way because there's such a nice area in which the ball could be constantly shot off that upper right flipper in a smooth way to do a rewarding shot or two. But instead, it almost needs only one shot. Like the shot that it wants to be would crash right into the middle of the ramp. Instead, he made a shot. It goes above the ramp and a shot below the ramp and those two shots are awkward, they're weird, and it just doesn't feel like it has any it doesn't have any natural flow to those areas. And and like like I've I've read so many people's feedback. I've read Hilton, I've read other people. There is no way around it. Two important shots in the game are not good designed shots. They they're not And I kept asking myself as I was watching me struggle with it, John struggle with it, Brenda struggle with it. I mean, the three of us played for over an hour, hour and a half. And I would say out of maybe 20 games, 30 games, we saw that upper shot hit. The upper one with the spinner probably only hit two to three times amongst all of us playing. And I I probably saw the lower shot hit off the tip of the flipper that goes into the garage maybe five times, six out of an hour and a half of playing. And, and And John is really good. And I asked him, I'm like, you've had this game now for three weeks. What has it been like? And he says, like, I keep coming back for more. It's really fun to play. But those shots are just extremely, extremely difficult. And so why? Like, why why make a game that is so much fun to play, that has these incredible modes that you want to get through, why design it in a way where two of these shots are shots that you're just going to want to avoid, but you can't really avoid them because you want to hit them? Now, I know there's another way into the garage, which is the right orbit shot, but there's moments in which you increase the spinner amount and then to get to the spinner, good luck. Good luck. You'll you'll barely get around that spinner. There's no way you're going to be ripping loops around the upper spinner the way you would in maybe Pirates of the Caribbean or Iron Maiden or Jurassic Park. There There's just no consistency to it. So why wasn't this caught during design? And, and that, to me, def- has defined... The gameplay experience for me today—it's it, just like that whole area. I would have redesigned it, and and I know I'm not a pinball designer, but I'm a pinball player, and a pinball designer should make a game in which players—the majority of people who step up to it—enjoy those shots. And why why not make them enjoyable shots? And 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 that might be Scott's approach, and Scott can say that he 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 lives he lives off of tears of pinball players like when he says stuff like that i live off of the tears of pinball players i know it's cute i know a lot of you out there think that's funny but i think when you play this it detracts from the fun and what is the point in which this game is like 85 percent of it makes makes you have so much fun but but dial in the 15% of every time that ball is on that upper right flipper, it, it, it's it's a shoulder shrugging moment within the game. The pop bumper on the left sling is awesome. I love that that is there. I love that he put that into the design of the game. I think that made people the most nervous when they saw that initially in this game, that was the area everyone was like, I don't know, that's awesome. I love the, the right magnet near the right out lane. That thing is awesome. It's so much fun. It works so effectively. The horseshoe uh, mechanism up the middle, the Nisi Lock 2.0, it's cool. It's cool. It, I, I love it when it's open and it loops around quickly. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't blow me away in terms of being the major mech in the game. And that's the whole thing about this game is there aren't any one single toy that's going to blow you away. There aren't really many toys at all in the game. And you know me, you know how I look at games. Uh, Does the game do something that makes you say, wow, from a physical standpoint in this game, the biggest wow moment for me is when the magnet grabs the ball and keeps it from going into the right out lane and throws it back into play. That's a wow moment for me. And watching the ball interact with the right or sorry, the left sling pop bumper. That's a wow moment for me. Going up the ramps is satisfying. That left ramp is really steep. Most of the times, it'll go up and come back down, uh, but it's very makeable. The right ramp is also makeable. It's harder to make. I wasn't able to backhand the ramps very successfully, but I've been reading on Pinside, you can. So maybe the flippers were a little weak at certain points. Um, The multi-balls is fun, but you're holding on a little bit in this game don't get me wrong this game is difficult like you're going to be holding on more than you're going to be feeling like you're under control all the time and that's fine like i don't have a problem with that i i know a lot of you if you love the fast-paced action of tna i think you're going to love the fast-paced action of this game this isn't a game in which you're going to watch someone sit there for 10 minutes and have a long ball time this is not going to be a hobbit journey okay this is not going to be a pirates of the caribbean journey It's going to be more like a Willy Wonka journey in which ball times are going to be short, all right? So the question that's just going on inside my head is, what does that mean now for my overall feelings on this game? What, what, What happens when you have a few shots in a pinball machine that are extremely frustrating to hit? What happens in a pinball machine in which there's areas of the game that you want to avoid because they're just not satisfying? I don't know how to feel, I, I, I don't. It's fun to flip, I enjoy so much of it, but I think what makes me sad is this. I, I think when you get a design wrong on a game or you get geometry wrong in a section on a pinball machine, I think what's really sad to me is that's it. It's never gonna get better. Like you're never gonna be able to improve upon a layout or a design that I think fundamentally should have been fixed before it ever got to this stage. This should have been caught in the Whitewood stage. You know, we see it all the time. If a game has great flow and great layout, the other things can be adjusted when with the code of the game. It was a little ironic that this game was sitting next to Stranger Things, a game that I think shoots much better than Rick and Morty. It does. I know it's a fan layout, but it's much more rewarding to shoot Stranger Things, but Rick and Morty is so much more enjoyable from a code standpoint from a mode standpoint All the other elements of Rick and Morty are so much cooler But yet I kind of would rather experience the shot flow of a stranger things if that makes sense I, I would much rather shoot Elvira from just a just just from a, a layout standpoint and, and and it's not just to say, like, fan layouts are the way to go. That's not it at all because, like, Willy Wonka is not a fan layout. And I much prefer the smoothness of the Willy Wonka shots over the clunkiness of the Rick and Morty shots. But there's there's nothing I can do now other than, as people would say, play better. But this is not a play better—this is not playing better. This is learning—and This and I'm just going to say this— this is learning how to adjust the way you flip to make up for what I feel is bad design choices by the designer. And and I, this is nothing personal against Scott, but I really think somebody should have stood over this game in the whitewood stage and said, this is too clunky. And you'll see it when you look over the machine, it, it just doesn't feel natural to put those two shots coming off of the upper right flipper. Someone should have said, why don't we open this up a little bit more? Why don't we make it much more rewarding and easier to get into the garage from this upper right flipper? Or why don't we have the upper right flipper also be able to feed the, le- the left ramp? Like, can we shoot it up the ramp that other games have done with upper right flippers? Again, I think it was just like designed to take everything you expect to come off an upper right flipper and throw it out the window. And I don't think it works. I think there's just a natural way the ball wants to go. And and this is trying to interfere with that. You're You're going to see when you play it and that upper shot with the spinner, it, it, it's clunky. It rattles around. It it's gonna go 10% of the time. It's gonna make it around there. W- what fun is that? 10% of the time. How does how does having a 10% success rate? How does that make it past a Whitewood design of a game? I and mean, take any other game you love. I, if it's 10% of the time, you can actually make a shot you, that you need to make. Like you just you need to make these shots. And then so they have like, two, I, I get that they have two ways to make the shots, but then what's the point? What's the point of having to have two ways to get to stuff in the game, one in which is just not makeable? I, I, I just don't understand that. And it, it makes me feel like something was wasted in this game. And here's what I mean by that. You could have had something else that that upper right flipper does instead of being the much more impossible way to light a mode or light a shot or accomplish something. You see what I'm saying? Like there has to be, there's two pathways to do the same thing in the game. Why, why couldn't they just make the upper right flipper shot something that was necessary, that was makeable versus one of two options that's really impossible to make. And, and, I, and, I, and I mean that, look, and I, I can already hear people like Hilton's probably getting his defense mechanisms ready that it's much easier to make than he's he's alluding to. It's not. Like, it's just, it's not. Like, everyone was struggling with it for for almost two hours. And pin, what is pinball then? Is pinball this, this game in which you need weeks to learn how to hit that shot? We all, it's not that hard to understand a flipper's geometry in pinball. And John's been playing the game consistently for three weeks. The game, he said, has over a 1,000 plays. Now, the play field looks like glass, by the way. Super impressed by the play field quality. No dimples, looks like glass. But man, man, it, I'm just, it, it's a tale of two feelings with this game. So you might be saying to yourself, well, here goes Canada again. He, he hyped a game, he flipped a game, and now he's going to flip the game and sell it. Now, look. When I played Willy Wonka, I loved the way it shot. I loved the way it shot. Willy Wonka fell apart for me because of the code. I love the code in this game. I love the modes in this game. I love the code so much so that it makes me so sad that some of the design elements and the shot layouts make getting through the code so frustrating and annoying. That, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's It's like, to me, both these games are the polar opposite. I wish, I wish, wish, wish that Rick and Morty didn't have these kinds of design issues because you can't change it. You just have to live with it. And so if you're willing to live with those design issues and you love Rick and Morty, I I think you're going to enjoy the rest the game has to offer. I haven't spent so much time on it that I can ultimately say these shots are always going to be problematic. But I, in my five years of covering pinball, I have never stepped up to a machine and had shots be so difficult like that. And I think it's a mistake. And I think Scott Denisi is so good at designing the lights and the sound. I'm just gonna say it, I think Scott needs some help now. And I think people around him need to help him a little bit design it to be smoother and have better flow and not design these kinds of things into a game. Because if you, he needs to learn how to, I think he needs to learn a little bit. He needs to learn a little bit. I don't think if this is coming out of his design shop, people are gonna be that satisfied. Because here's the thing, if you're a pinball designer and people jump on your game, why would you design it to make them frustrated? You know, I think he means it when he says he lives off of the tears of, of pinball players. Why? Do you want to design a car that's hard to keep straight? Do you want to design a movie that, that you just can't enjoy? It's like you're designing things to be headache-inducing by choice. Is that good? I think he needs to learn a little bit that that's not a good option. And I think he needs to hear that feedback because... If not, I don't think Scott's gonna I don't think he's at the level of a Keith or an Eric or a Pat Lawler you know in, in a lot of ways and I'm just gonna say this. I would have loved someone to help smooth out the shots. I would almost it's almost like I want Scott to design the 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 light shows and the music and the, the I want Scott to choreography a game, but I don't want him to do shot layout. Is that fair? Like, or he needs help. He needs help with the layout. And and I think he's sort of so good in some areas of designing the pinball experience. And I just think this area is one he clearly needs to work on. And it's not personal. That's just my feedback on this game. Because no matter what modes you add now, and no matter what additional callouts you add, I, I think this is still going to be something that hangs over the game experience. So my overall assessment is this. Rick and Morty, absolutely unique pinball experience. I I think it has the best theme integration of any game almost that I've ever played. And if you love Rick and Morty, you're going to love it. I think this game has a lot of quirkiness to it. It doesn't have a lot of toys, but what it doesn't have in toys, it makes up for in personality, character, and charm. It has some very questionable des- design decisions, as, as you've heard me say. And you're going to have to learn to live with them. I don't think you'll ever find those des- design decisions to become satisfying. I don't. I, I think you're going to just have to live with them and get past them to-, to appreciate the other stuff in the game that is working really well. I don't think it'll go down as the greatest pinball machine ever. I think it'll go down as a game that is very good, very fun, a lot of fun in fact, but I think it will go down as a game that the fun factor will always be chipped away at by some of the shots that just won't ever be that rewarding. And you're gonna enjoy it, and I think the pinball community is going to be torn on this title. And I think Scott's second game is a really great effort. I really do. And I think Scott will grow as a designer and learn as a designer if people give feedback to him that is like this. And I mean that because if you just cheerlead and you just say everything is awesome, Nobody gets better. nobody learns and 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 again, I think this game to me has one of the greatest licenses in pinball history. I, I think it's so much fun to hear it, to see it, to hear the call outs, to see the lights, to see the clips from the show. and there's just you just kind of wish you wish that that upper left area of the machine was just completely rethought out and and completely different. and And that's just how I feel. I'm gonna. I'm still gonna take my game. I'm still gonna put it in my apartment, and Brenda enjoyed it. I mean, we all enjoyed playing it. And you could say, well, that's all that matters is that you enjoyed it. But I don't just want a game that I enjoy. I, I want a game that's also super satisfying to shoot. And I, I think this is a little bit like Ghostbusters for me. Is it's all there despite the fact that there are, are shots that are just not rewarding and shots that will probably always be frustrating and clunky. And, and that will never go away. It doesn't matter how you set the flippers. It doesn't matter. It, it, spooky from here on out. They know they have the ability to create pinball machines based on themes people love. They know they can sell a lot of games. And now they need to start making these games with shots That are much more approachable for the majority of people. Pinball is hard enough. A pinball design should never never be designed to be like this per se. Make it hard with the code. It's hard enough to keep the ball alive and in play. But when you're hitting the majority of the shots off these flippers. And it's only scoring and registering 10% of the time. That's no longer on the player. That's on the designer. A shot should not be that hard to find. It's Again, it's hard enough to keep the ball alive in pinball for most people. All right? So that's, that's my conclusion. I know it might have been a little bit all over the place. I, I didn't talk about every single shot in the game. That's it. I'm left with a mixed bag. And we'll see where I go from here on this game. I, I can't wait for more people to play it. I can't wait to see what more people say about it. You know, does it live up to the expectation and the hype that everyone had for it? Uh, that's going to be on everyone to decide for themselves. For me, for me, fun game, frustrating game. It, it feels like a combination of those two things. I, I wish I could take everything about this game that was super frustrating and throw it out, because then I think you would have a great game a game that would last in people's collections forever, a game that would go down as being one of the most fun pinballed experiences of all time because it's like the theme and the integration of the theme is just dying. It's just dying to connect with you and it does connect with you and you don't want it to end. But in some weird way, the connection you have to it starts to erode and you start to feel a loss of connection to the theme because the design stuff it, it, it's just like nagging you and it's eating away at the experience it's sort of like imagine watching a movie that you absolutely love right you're in the scene of the movie and and you're pulled into that world but like the movie seat is broken and you or someone's kicking the back of your seat to me that's the greatest analogy of spooky pinball's rick and morty the movie is amazing the game is amazing it's so much fun but someone keeps kicking in the back of your seat and, and pulling you out of that feeling you're having that you don't want to end. And that's what it feels like. I'm loving this game. I'm loving this game. Oh great. Upper right flipper shots. So clunky. Someone's kicking my seat. Ugh, why can't someone, that person just stop kicking me in the back of the seat. It's like Scott Denise. He loves that. He's sitting behind us all kicking us in the back of the seat with the design of that upper play field area on the left with the from the right flipper, upper right flipper. Oh, this is what he wanted. He said he lives for the tears of pinball players, and he's definitely going to get some of Kaneda's tears. Every game is sold. Nothing I say matters. Lots more to come from more people who get their games. I'm still going to get the game, but that's how I feel about Rick and Morty pinball. So close to being, oh. Scott, you did it. You made me pull my hair out. Oh. Rick and Morty, Canada's Pinball Podcast Review. Tell me how you feel. CanadaPinball at gmail.com. Oh. Bye. I was getting of used to be so you love